0: Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my twenties. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March and quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing and I decided to go with the first choice and I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world and I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun this has been lighting me up so much and I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you, but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that today's guest is shirley i love talking with her so cool the work that she's doing around burnout we talk about what burnout is the signs that you are experiencing burnout what to do and how to avoid being burnt out and it's really cool what she's doing how she created the burnout clinic we could talk about the inspiration behind that and the work that she does with her clients and so much more so let's get started so thank you so much shirley for joining me today i'm really looking forward to getting to know you Love to know about your story, any career changes you've had so far. How did you get to the place you're at right now?
1: Thank you for having me. So I started off as a child and youth care practitioner, working more on the side of leadership and counseling children and youth with different needs. And in school, we talked a lot about burnout and burnout prevention because it's very predominant in the field. However, of course, being young, being super passionate to help others, I burnt out. And I recognized I was burnt out when I was no longer happy and to go into work. What used to spark so much joy and I was like excited to go into work. I ended up feeling like exhausted and I didn't want to go in. And like seven, this was like seven years later where I found that I had a lot of responsibilities and I didn't want to take time off either because I didn't want to burden my team. Um, I didn't want them to take the workload. And sometimes I felt like I couldn't because of like the position I was in and no one was able to take on those responsibilities. And these were like the conversations I was having in my own head. And then I had to take time off. And that's when I started to go into a career change of more mindfulness more yoga classes and eventually becoming a teacher however once again being super passionate to help others I burned out like teaching yoga you think like oh like everything is really relaxed but like it was still very a lot of energy going outwards and I didn't know until like I was burnt out and then I career change and then started in woman empowerment coaching I helped women to see what they thought was impossible to actually break through these challenges, to equip them with tools and techniques to manage their own changes and mindset. And it was from there that I was like, okay, this is like, great. Like, that's where I wanted to go in, like empowering others, helping others, because I didn't want them to experience the same that I have. And how did you come up with that idea for the burnout clinic? clinic came from when I was coaching recognizing a lot of the conversations other women were having and the problems coming up and when I was talking to my partner he's in system change work and how the people he's talking to were actually burning out and we're like hmm, both of us is both in the empowerment side and we want to continue that path however before we can bring People to like thriving and like achieving your goals. A lot of times when you're underwater, you're not thinking about that anymore. You're oh, wow. actually trying to just keep everything in order, just trying to wow. get your head above ground. And then so recognizing that we actually have tools that we can efficiently help those in burnout, we decided to start the burnout clinic.
0: And how do you know when you're burnout versus when you need a career change? <laughs>
1: Well, usually a lot of times the career change happens because of the burnout, um, because you're no longer passionate or excited about what you're doing, and because we feel like how things were done isn't working anymore, and that's why we choose a career change. So, if you prevent burnout, you can prevent the career change, and sometimes it's recognizing, like, hey, maybe it's not aligned to you, it's not the right uh, path for you. Because a lot of people I know actually. Started their career because of what parents wanted So, how do
0: you know that you're burnt out? Like what are the signs?
1: So there's five path and indicators to burnout. Um, the first one is exhaustion. You're easily irritated You're frustrated. You feel moody and emotionally sensitive things that used to be you can easily overcome it it becomes a lot more challenging and and It is like when something simple as like a child can be like asking you an innocent question and then you snapping at them. Um, Or it could be something like your mom asking you a question and you're like, just like like full on frustrated out of like no particular reason. And it used to not trigger you to feel those emotions. And the second path is you're feeling highly anxious and you're overwhelmed. You start noticing panic and this was one of mine uh my burnouts where i was just stacking a lot of responsibilities i was stressed overwhelmed like managing my like career and starting my own business and then it was something as simple as like trying to juggle time with like the two responsibilities i just snapped and like i found myself crying on the kitchen floor and starting to not be able to breathe and i was like oh my goodness like I was trying to catch my breath and I'm trying to like calm myself down. And the more I tried to calm myself down, the harder it was to breathe. And that just like scared me so much. And I was like, okay, I can't continue down this path anywhere. But like, it was like all the conversation that I was having in my head, telling myself that like, okay, I have to continue this way. Like I have to take care of these responsibilities because no one else can. But then when I was at that point, it's like, okay, it's like, imagine you're like, you have a plate and you've just stacked so much stuff on there. And then this is like the moment where everything t- tumbles off of your plate and you're just like, okay, I'm here. Like, there's nothing else I can do right now. Um, and then the third path is when you start finding someone that is a bit more cynical or critical. And that is when a lot of times, a lot in their life has shown them that like things aren't going to work out and then that's where it builds and stacks over time and over and over again and then the next one after that is when you're unproductive when you can't you feel like you have like a creative block. You used to be someone that's really creative, innovative, and you just can't tap back into that. Um, You're tired and you're bored. You're very like disengaged as well, or you can be disengaged because even someone that's very engaged can have these experiences as well too. And you just want to sometimes do nothing and you want to sleep and you want to keep on sleeping and like sleeping is not enough. And then the last place is the dark place. Um, It is where you start feeling a heavy burden. You find yourself crying or um, just sad, breaking down, and you can't necessarily put your finger on it. You can't like figure out like why you're experiencing this. And some people call it like the dark night of the soul. And it's a very, very heavy place to be in. How do you prevent that from happening? You prevent that from happening from starting off in the prevention side having good self care in the beginning recognizing when like having the self awareness as to like when it is that you have exerted more energy than uh, and then when is it that you need to replenish energy and this goes into like how we define burnout which is when you exert more energy than you can replenish as a habit and that's when you know you're on the path of burnout because When we're just running, like completing a, let's say, assignment and it has a due date and we're just like sprinting for it, that's okay. However, it is after that, make sure you give yourself some time to replenish so that you, hey, let's say I take a full day off or maybe like a few days, like giving myself a less workload and that's to prevent it. But if you don't over time as a habit, that's when you find yourself deep in burnout.
0: And what does your program look like? What, how long is it? What do you guys do
1: during your program? Yeah. So our program um, for the burnout intervention is like when like self-care isn't enough, when you don't have the time or the luxury to be taking two months off. Um, that's when you come to us and we take you down to Belize. And the first day it is deep dive into your personal history. It is deep dive into like what it is that has built up all these beliefs, what it is that has happened in your life that is creating all these emotional triggers. And we use a process called mental and emotional release for that. And there's a book, if anyone is interested, it is mental and emotional release by Dr. Matt and Tris Thorpe. guy walks you through um, the process. And the first is just to understand, right? Because all these problems, like think of it as like surface level problems, presenting problems, and it all simmers down to like a very root something that has happened when we were younger and that has formed a belief at the unconscious mind that perpetuates these other behaviors. And now they're like, as in, we're in like our 20s, like it has pre- pre- presented itself as these problems. And then the second day, we release all of that, releasing all the anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt. And those are the emotions that intensifies all the other emotions, such as like frustration, phobias, hurt, right? Like when we think of like a lot of us wants to be in a relationship, however, hurt from the past can prevent us from showing up fully, um, for, will prevent us guarding ourselves, our heart from prevent, like our future hurt. So there are um, different beliefs there. And for me, it was like when I went through my first session, it was something that has happened when I was three. And it was like talking about my self-worth. It was when I went to see my grandparents. And because they thought I was like, oh, like when they first met me, they showered me with love, my, my paternal side. And when they realized like, oh, I wasn't the son, like, immediately went and hugged my brother like and just like let me go so fast and like that at the unconscious level I have formed a belief to protect myself and like it then created that belief to that talked about self worth and for a really long time I was like faking it till you make it confidence but then it was until like I was like after my two-day intervention I was like actually able to let that go and then actually being like okay I am enough I am worthy and feeling that congruent confidence from the inside out. And two days, do you have the option to make it longer than two days? Yeah, for most people, they will. um, With the intervention side, yes and no. So no as in like the intervention is done within the two days. However, we do do a checkup. And then afterwards, we have a work-life harmony program that you can enroll in. Because after you've done all that release, it is like, okay, you've changed. But the people around you haven't changed. They don't know that you've changed either. So you can either go into um, our coaching program or go through if you're a great self starter and you hold yourself very well accountable to like focus than the work-life harmony program. So we have those two options. Um, And a lot of people comes down to Belize for a bit longer because while you're down in Belize, why not like go through some excursions? Whether it is like you like water and scuba diving, or if you want to zip line in the jungle, or you want to see like flying over the blue hole. So a lot of times people are here a lot longer than two days. And
0: how do you create work-life harmony?
1: Work-life harmony is different from balance. A lot of times we hear about like work-life balance or even integration. So we have different areas of life. When you look at these different areas of life, um, it can be like career and or some people in their 20s, it's their school, their education, right? Um, And then you have your relationship, whether it's relationship with friends or relationship with a romantic partner, and then you have your health and fitness, your Personal growth and development. You have family, and then you also have your spirituality. So, looking at these, these creates like a wheel. Like think of wheels with different spokes, and then you want them to all have a certain area of. You do a check in to see like how are you doing in each area, and you want them to be able to spin. Think of like this wheel is always spinning because when you think of work life balance, it's very easily off tilt. And I mean like you don't only really have work or you put. A lot more weight on work then if you like only have the two right life has so many other pieces to it right um so you look at work-life harmony you look at all these different areas of your life and how is it that you're able to spin it so that it hums not that you're putting energy evenly to all areas where a lot of times like there's that balance right but it is like what is the area that you need to put your focus on too? and developing that area so that it hums really well with the other areas and so that we aren't creating internal conflicts where it's like a part of you want to achieve this but the other part doesn't or wants to achieve something else so it is it could be like oh family you want to um, spend a lot of time with family but then at the same time in your career you need to spend a lot of time at work and then the amount of time it doesn't there's only so much time that we have right so it's not communicating properly but then when you find work like harmony it's like oh recognizing okay right now family is humming really well like i'm scoring at a nine my career i need to like put more time into my schooling and whatnot okay so this is like at a five what can i do to do a bit better what would make it half a point more or six uh, um to another full point more so that's where we look at the different areas of life and we have a lot of teachings in there as to communication effective communication with those that you want to communicate with and even to yourself and how do you change the conversations yourself within yourself so we have lots in that program there
0: and do you notice that some of the people that come to you maybe they're not burnt out but they kind of want to go to the experience (laughs) or do you notice everyone's burnt out and that's why they're going
1: They come to us originally, like they talk about burnout. However, it is then through our uh, intake, we recognize like burnout is the presenting problem, like the surface level problem. However, it is what they want to actually improve on is something else. And by changing that, it helps them resolve their burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are sometimes like those people that we come through on the intake.
0: And what do you notice? It's the other problems in- when you were talking about that scenario, what are some of the other things that you noticed with that person?
1: A lot of times it's health, and then sometimes it is personal development, we'll call it. However, it's with self confidence. A lot of it is um, the feelings of like whether it is self confidence to have conversations or it is self confidence to put boundaries out. And that's where it is. It's like when you have struggles with boundary setting you don't have the confidence or, but what's deeper is like something about the, I'm not enough that will help. Like if you're not able to put those boundaries, then others are able to then cross those boundaries more. Others will be able to take your energy and you will have problems saying no to others. Um, sometimes you'll see like these behaviors as like, will like people label as people pleaser. Um, or sometimes it is like they'll come to us and it's recognizing like they feel like they have imposter syndrome. So all of those, but those will lead them to burnout because then they're taking doing behaviors or actions that isn't putting themselves first because they feel in some sort of way internally deep at the unconscious level like that they're not enough or not worthy or not full or whole because sometimes our intake or in our intervention will have people that has experienced some sort of abuse in the past as well too and then like coming out and sharing that with us as well too and then it's like oh like and seeing how that has strongly impacted their life path and how do you create good boundaries how do you create good boundaries it's three like i love how simple it is it's like think of baseball three strikes and you're out so the first one is set your boundaries hey like give the person that has crossed your boundaries the benefit of the doubt that they have not recognized that there's a boundary and just like having a conversation with them, um, not like pointing your fingers, like you have done me wrong and something like, just like, Hey, like you might not know this, um, but this is my boundary. Cool. And then if they cross it again, just give them like a gentle reminder. The second time it is, Hey, so like last time we spoke about this and you've crossed the boundaries again, the next time you cross the boundary, I am going to do blank. So you set a consequence at the second time as well too. And the third time it is when they cross the boundary again and you have to follow through with the consequences. It is so that they know that you mean what you say. And so when you set your consequences the second time around, make sure it's something that you're willing to follow through on. So Mm -hmm. if it is like relationship, it is like sometimes like people would say like, Oh, I'm going to end this relationship. But deep down inside, you know, you're not able to pull that trigger. So then when your partner crosses the boundaries again, you're not able to oh, like to you're not able to do it. You're not able to pull the trigger.
0: Yeah. yeah. And what does your self-care routine look like?
1: My self-care routine is very long actually. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my journal right here and I do a check-in and my self-care routine start- includes meditation, some sort of movement on um, yoga, Um, I like some reading, ensuring that I drink two liters of water a day. I have a a abundance ritual. I make sure I do something that is growth oriented, um, something to connect with my partner and a cleanup slash journal. So cleanup is when I recognize all these limiting beliefs, I sit with myself and I just check them all off like I do some reprogramming with NLP, actually, like, I think I saw someone that you had on previously with NLP, so you're familiar with that, so then I do, like, I also score myself, or not score myself, but I keep a track as well, too, so that I recognize if I'm not meditating, like, consistently, or if I find, like, oh, I'm not uh, moving my body, that's when I I start noticing, like, ooh, I've become a bit more, like, not as happy as a person to be around with, and then it's, like, okay, Um, but my self care, it really depends on what I need as well too because there's like a system that you put into place and then recognizing let's check in this week what is it that I actually need a bit more and for me recently has been just 15 minutes of downtime downtime as in I'm not on my phone I'm not watching TV because like a lot of times like self-care we think of as like oh as long as I'm not doing work however it is like for me right now it is I'm not doing any work but I'm just sitting on the couch not meditating I'm not checking off anything off of my to-do list I'm just in stillness and that actually allows my brain to just stop like stop and it's like pressing that reset button button on your computer and then it's like oh after those 15 minutes I have an alarm okay I'm out it's like okay now I feel refreshed and ready to start my day again but this is middle of the day so it depends on. I would say it depends on self care for each person is going to look different, but finding what it is that works for you.
0: What has helped you manage your stress?
1: What has helped manage my stress? That's a great question. I would say morning meditation for a really long time. When I was like just starting out in my twenties in my career, I have a monkey mind, and I sometimes like will just go on and on here and with meditation and many many practices like I would have said I couldn't meditate I'm not someone who meditates and through meditation I was able to calm it down and have more control over the monkey mind and this is like over a decade now of working with it and morning meditation really helps me set the tone for the day and sometimes it's 10 minutes sometimes it's 15 minutes. And that's enough for me. Um, that really has helped me. Cause then I'm able to under like be a bit more reflective as well too. And that helps with self-awareness, um, awareness as to, Hey, what is it that I need and not what is it that I've planned? And What is something lighting you up right now? What is something that's lighting me up right now? I'm like, thinking my initial thought is like coffee. Um, <laughs> Something lighting me up right now is I would say right now I'm really excited about the burnout rescue program I'm putting together. Um, That is a short program where it is recognizing not everyone is able to or want to work with a coach one-on-one. However, it is I find a lot of uh, women are trying to DIY their burnout (laughs) and (laughs) trying to take a lot of walks, um, whether it's with like, even like mindfulness practices or trying to sleep it off. And it's not working. So I wanna create a resource for them, a program for them that is actually like efficient and you can do it yourself um, at your own time as well. Um, and something that will equip them for like, as like adding tools to your tool belt, so you can actually use down the road as well. So I'm very excited about that it's just to be able to provide that to many more others that is really exciting and it lights uh, like fire inside my heart
0: is that gonna be like an online course a group coaching what's it gonna look like yeah it's
1: gonna be a group session because the first piece is I'll teach you it and then we'll have a Q&A and then you'll have tasks that you have to do it like because there's you only know something when you use it Because if you just know something, it's like all these self-help books that we might have in our bookshelf that we don't use, then it's just just shelf-help, right? So then it's like, okay, let's go through this together. And it's an eight-week program where we'll do it. And then sometimes I'll partner you off as well, too. Yeah.
0: And what is something that most people don't know about you?
1: That I have hiked or trekked to Everest Base Camp. Most people won't know that about me
0: and what is the biggest challenge you've overcome and how
1: biggest challenge i've overcome physically would probably be hiking to mount everest space camp um emotionally would be past relationship where i was emotionally abusive and mentally it would be mentally huh mentally I think it is continuing on after like the burnout of like the dark night of the soul where it was like a really dark place to be in and coming out on the other side from that what helped you through all that what helped me through all that friends and family I would say um, or sometimes it is depending on the situation. I think it is also like the internal dialogue. I think internally I have a little cheerleader that keeps me going like on Mount Everest. It is just like, okay, one foot in front of the other. take it slow. You got this. Like those kind of conversations I'll have in my head. And yeah, other times it is like recognizing I can't do this alone. It is like reaching out for help, like finding help and recognizing we're only human. We don't have all the answers and that's okay.
0: what's something you're learning right now?
1: Finances. That's one thing I'm learning about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about something like spiritually or like?
1: Spiritually, I am right now playing around with meditation with intention setting. Recently, I learned about meditation where there's three pillars to meditation, your attention, intention, and attention. So I was like, okay, like, or the attitude going in, it is recognizing, oh, like setting those three in place. Yeah. And what's your go-to mantra? Go-to mantra would be, intuitively, I say this too shall pass, but I don't use that. I use let go. i That's the one I use.
0: And what were your 20s like? What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self?
1: My 20 was quite the adventure. Um, I loved traveling, so I traveled a lot. And the advice I'd give to my 20s is to spend more time figuring out who I am, which I think for the most part, that's what I was doing, but it is to figure out what my values are. Um, It wasn't until I figured out my values that I finally felt that I know who I am and to live to your values and recognize that you have different values in different areas of my life and getting really clear as to what that word even means because sometimes it is like oh we say oh i value relationship but like how do you value relationship what does that mean what does that look like when you value relationship or it is like love is really important to me how do you know when someone is expressing love to you how do you express love finding out what your values are at a very deep level at the unconscious level was super valuable for me in my 20s.
0: Thank you so much for doing
1: this. Thank you, Sophia, for having me.
0: Where can people find you?
1: And people can find me on Instagram at the burnout clinics, or they can find me online at the at the dot um we have a free consultation Anyone, um you can go on the website and book a free consultation um it's like hey i'm feeling really stuck or i think i'm feeling i'm feeling burnt out thank you guys so much for listening i love if you can leave me a review on
0: itunes please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with i hope you guys have a great rest of your day